We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting in studio. David Niles to my right. Father David Webb to my left. First time on the Catholic Man Show. Welcome. That's true. Welcome to this the study. We call it the studio. It's oh. the studio slash where I study. Mm. I don't really do actually do that very much anymore. It's where the studs go to. It's where the studs the are. Studs. <laughs> the the studio. We are happy studs. to be here. I have good news for you. Your mom is is watching on Facebook right oh, now. Is she? Yeah. Hey, no mom. pressure. Hi, Mrs. Webb. <laughs> no pressure. We want to thank Juan, who is on the buttons. Jim, who is in the peanut gallery, making sure no one breaks. Yeah, Jim in. is sitting in choir this evening. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait a good Jim. Shout out. To that's Kathy. A, that's a Catholic joke, Adam. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so many good Catholic jokes. I mean, if, if like you're looking for a reason to become Catholic and you just like you're close and you need something to push you over the edge, no. there are not very many good Protestant jokes. Actually, I don't know. I'm not Protestant, but there are a lot of good Catholic ones. Dude, you know what I found out this week? Uh, actually, yesterday, Holden told me this. Tell uh, me. My brother-in-law. Tell me. Do you know what the, what the uh, first name of the Mississippi River was? Do you know what they named the Mississippi River The Catholic first? River. No. Do you know? Jesus. Uh, Have queen, you heard? queen of something, right? No. no? Very close. The Immaculate Conception. Mm. The Immaculate Conception mm. River. And then they change it because they realize like, that is a dirty river. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's not very clean. Not Especially, pure enough. I didn't know that, though. Did you? Especially once we started do that. No. Yeah. dumping chicken poop in it. Like, we cannot... You know what, guys? We got to change the name of this river. Yeah. I can't dump chicken poop into this river otherwise. It's, that's probably why they changed it. I don't think that's historically accurate. Uh, let's, let's, let's get into the whiskey, though. That would be Okay, fine. where's the box? El Juan, uh, you had the box. While, while you're finding the box, I want the sticker. Really, uh, I want that Father sticker. David. Why don't you let them know where you like where you preside? Yeah, because I didn't really do a very good job of introduction. Oh I yeah, apologize. so Father oh, yeah, David Webb. Uh, let me introduce you. You oh. are the associate at uh, Christ the King Parish here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're also the rector at. Is it the rector? What are you the? I think I'm a chaplain. A chaplain at yeah. the Newman Center at the Tul- University of Tulsa. New new chaplain. The new chaplain. New right? chaplain. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Less than a year old there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Brian Ketterer was the the previous chaplain. Brother Brian mm-hmm. Ketterer. Yeah. You guys are like kind of switching places, except... I'm just getting more work. Right. Because he's <laughs> also now an associate. You drew at... the short straw, didn't you? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Father Brian I... Ketterer is over there drinking a good beer, being like, yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. The beer fridge is uh, at least more well-stocked. Oh, now. yes. Definitely at the parish. Not so much at the Newman Center, though. Yeah, yeah, that's because well, no, he, he left. took it with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he got out of there. <laughs> right. But you still live at the rectory at, at, Christ, at, the at Christ the King, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. you still have options. I think I'm kind of a lifer at Christ the King. This is my fourth year there now. Uh, and I keep telling people the reason I'm still there is because Father Elk and he's just too lazy and doesn't ever get around to moving me around somewhere else. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you're good here. I, li- I, I like it. I need cause more trouble for him to kick me out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> And you were ordained what year? Oh, 2017. 2017. Yeah, three years. Awesome. And some change now. Nice. Yeah. 
So, Father David was best friends with my wife's younger brother growing up. Mm-hmm. Lady Pamela, her, her younger brother Alan and Father David were best friends growing up. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact for you. Yes. Um, so, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Yes. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Yes. Thank you welcome. for volunteering your expertise. I'm glad I finally made it to the big leagues. I hope you don't disappoint your mom. <laughs> Yeah, I'm either. sure you won't. <laughs> sure you won't either. Okay, so she's proud of you. I don't know how to say the whiskey that we're drinking because the thing about me is I don't speak Japanese. Hmm. But if I were gonna try to speak Japanese, I would say it's Kureyoshi. 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 I hope that was okay and not and not offensive. <laughs> yeah, hopefully no one's offended by that. Yeah. So I anyway, th- I think that's good. I think it was. A, uh, you got all the right letters. Thank you. Um. The reason I got it uh, is because it won like a bunch of awards and stuff, yes. and like um, it, it scored ninety four points on the Ultimate Spirit Challenge in two thousand and nineteen. Uh, Juan asked me like, "Is that out of two hundred? And I was like, "Well, I don't know. It's probably out of a hundred, or I hope so. Otherwise, I just got really taken to the cleaners." <laughs> I've actually this. heard of this one before. Have you? Oh, oh, well, let's nice. crack it open. Okay. Oh, look at this. They have an arrow to on the cap know. to tell you which way to twist it. Nice. So it says, sweet aromas of berries and chocolate comes from the whiskey aged in oak casks for over three years and when finished in sherry and then finished in sherry casks. Complimented, uh, complimented by a citrus tart taste, like lemongrass, smooth with a lingering finish. It is very soft and recommended for all palates. All palates? Ooh. Wow. If it's recommended for all palates, is it really recommended at all? Oh, it is. Because if it's if it's made for everybody, is it really made for anybody? Okay, well, let's take water. Water is made for everybody. And it is made for everybody. Okay. <laughs> that's fair enough. If you say, like, well, I don't know. That means I don't think anybody should have it. I think that's going to backfire on you. Yeah, that's right, right. You go first. I was asking. I was just asking yep. you a question. And I just just answered it. Like, well you know, like those YouTube videos where they say, like, David Niles destroys Adam's dumb question. We hand that to Jim. Yeah, that one's a Jim. That's a Jim glass. And you didn't. That's actually. a Kathy pour. You're welcome. We all got Kathy pours tonight. Here's yeah. to Kathy. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers, cheers to Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. So while you guys are, uh, oh, the, did you tell him that? Did you mention it's aged in sherry casks? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. Because that's. I thought that was interesting. I've never seen a Japanese whiskey aged in sherry casks. Oh yeah. Not that they wouldn't do it over there. I mean, they right. do it everywhere else. You know what? Of course, you know they would do it too, but. I just haven't encountered one yet, so I was excited oh, yeah. to try this one. They're really taking over the whole whiskey game in general. Though. Oh, man. They have. Yeah. And yeah. they're doing a great job. Oh, yeah. They're like buying uh, distilleries in yeah. Scotland I know. and things. I know. Like, yeah. They're like controlling it. Yeah. Right. So but what, also just the stuff that they make in Japan is, is, very, is good. very good. And and they make whiskey in the Scotch style. I like this uh, Centauri uh, Japanese whiskey. It's really, it's light. It's great for summer. It's light, crisp, sweet, easy. Yeah. They make a coffee I mean, one too. I th- is that mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. and the coffee one is really pretty good. It's it's pretty interesting. I don't if you remember, haven't had it. but yeah. What do you th- what do you think, Father? Mm. Uh, you definitely get fruit. Mm-hmm. It's really really smooth. Not much of a burn. Really a light flavor. Oh which, yeah, it's uh, only 46 percent. Yeah. So it should be a little bit like easier. Water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That is. Uh, I would describe this as a summer whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, it's very light in light in flavor, kind of like uh, lemon, you know, like some bourbons are kind of that way. Uh, but it, it has a refreshing 
a, re- a refreshing quality to it. It's not smoky. No, you get the oak in the back. The, the finish is the oak. Yeah. Uh, you don't actually get any really oak until the finish, I think. You get the citrus. The, the sherry is, is strong on the palate. And then once you once you finish it, then the oak and the tenons kind of come in. What do you what are your thoughts? You you agree oh, with that it. assessment? Definitely. Yeah, I don't think it's like super strong in the sherry flavor. I don't either. I don't get like strong raisins or right like a lot of uh, a lot of whiskey with the sherry is kind of a strong flavor. Or in sweet, it's yeah, not, it's not super sweet. If you had just given this to me in blind taste test, I I would not have noticed. Oh, this is aged in sherry casks. Yeah, you're right. I mean, since I know it, I can kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's there. But I, I'm not sure that, first of all, my palate is not is not attuned well enough anyway. It's not like I could do much with it, you know, in a blind taste test in the first place. But it's not uh, all that noticeable, I don't think. Hmm. Do you disagree, Adam? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> firmly. You firmly disagree. Uh, at the, at the beginning, like at the front, it, like that's the initial hit is is sherry. is the sherry, mm-hmm. okay. and then and then you get that uh, citrusy uh, se- like secondary note, and then the end is mm-hmm. is the oak. Okay, is what I get. That's 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 my official tasting notes. Dave, I do want to talk about this before the end of the first break though, because it's very important. Forty Days for Life is going on right now. If you are not involved in 40 Days for Life and you are a man listening to the show, it is time for you to step up. We are we are needing you. And here's what we've done. We've partnered with the Diocese of Tulsa in Eastern Oklahoma for the 40 Days for Life. Normally what happens is that we have the, the diocese was very smart in buying the uh, property right across the street from the abortion clinic. And it's called the Garden of Hope. And throughout the 40 Days for Life, we normally pray, have a like 24-hour vigil. Seven, seven days a week, 24-7 vigil, I guess, for the 40 days uh, right outside the abortion clinic. Well, because of corona and things like that, we haven't been able to cover the night shifts. And so the diocese has asked us and asked you to step up to cover the night shifts. So even if you're not in Tulsa, you don't have to, uh, you can still participate. What you have to do is you go to the thecatholicmanshow.com, you scroll down, there's a video like right in the middle, and there's a little link, and there's a sign-up and all you have to do is sign up for an hour time throughout the 11P to 5A time period. And so all you have to do is you get up for an hour to pray for the sanctity of life, to pray for the pro-life movement, to pray for the people who are in the abortion industry, to pray for the people who are going to be the women who are getting, you know, who are pregnant and uh, discerning this decision of choosing life or not. I think that one of the main problems with why abortion is so rampant is because it's a lack of fatherhood. It's a lack of men taking responsibility. And I think that there's a good chance totally. that God will provide the graces needed when men step up and take ownership in being a, being a father and sacrifice, uniting their sacrifices to that of the cross. And one of the ways you can do that is by signing up and offering one hour in the middle of the night in prayer. A sacrifice, a big sacrifice. Which is a big sacrifice. Definitely. But I think that it's much needed. Again, you don't have to be in the Tulsa Diocese to participate no. in this. No. You can go to thecatholicmanshow.com. We have men already signing up. We just released a video on it. You can go check that out uh, on our social media pages. and Thecatholicmanshow.com. That's where you want to go. Thecatholicmanshow.com and sign up. We need you. We're, we're doing it. We want you to be there as well with us. So when we get back, we're going to jump into the topic. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, Father David Webb. We have Jimbo Baggins sitting in choir this evening. Juan Posada on the buttons. This uh, segment brought to you by the Catholic Woodworker. CatholicWoodworker.com. Use promo code TCMS. That stands for The Catholic Man Show. Easy to remember. Easy to remember. For 10% off on all purchases. CatholicWoodworker.com. And it lets him know that we sent you. Yeah. So he will continue advertising with us. Yeah. Ideally. That is the that is the hope. Yes. That is the hope. So um, before we get into the topic, I just want to want to brag about my some of my children. Ooh, okay. Mm. Oh, I got a chance to write my name on your on Elizabeth's cast. Yeah. Did you see it? It's like front and center. It says nice. Uncle you Adam. Some, you get some good real estate. I got some prime real estate. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And it is not for sale. So, uh, Elizabeth, this is the second time she's done this. She's five, okay? And at the beginning of the week, she said, Dad, I want to fast from sweets this week. What? Yeah. And she's totally she's totally doing it. Like, wow. And this is she's done this before, where she'll go the whole week. Um, and like this morning, I'd kind of forgotten, and I went and got donuts for breakfast. We only had one egg. So I couldn't make pancakes or waffles or I couldn't even make, you know, like biscuits and gravy, you know. Right. And so I went and got donuts and she like went up to my mom or she went up to her mom, my wife, Lady Pamela, Lady Pamela her ladyship, <laughs> and was like, Dad got donuts. I give up sweets. And, we, and so Pamela would tell her like, well, no, 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 this is the meal. This is it doesn't count if it's the meal because she didn't know what else to do. Right. And so. But I, I just like I think about her doing that, and about myself when I was five, and I <laughs> and I was not doing that. It's just so awesome, and yeah, I like yeah. I'm so proud of her for doing that. Anyway, I just wanted to brag on her because well, I'm her dad. I'm also gonna brag on you a little bit because uh, you're taking my son to Holy Mass on Tuesday. On Tuesday, and he has been doing nothing but telling everybody about it and how pumped he is about going with you. Sweet, so he too. is ready. I'm looking forward. So if you're a, a godfather, you should take your godson or goddaughter to hold yeah. a mass with you. Yeah, like a mm-hmm. one-on-one. Yeah. Just, you know. That's what he, that's what You and your god, your god child. Yeah. And Luke is pumped. He thinks it is a big, like. He gets, we're, we're also going to get donuts after mass. That's gets, also something that's happening. <laughs> he, get, he gets pumped, you know, whenever he has, like, he, like if I take him or, or by, by himself. But he also gets pumped if, if you could take him by you himself. You have to be careful with Luke because he'll be like, hey, we should go golfing. Yeah, and I'll say, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then he'll and come then, to me, and then he thinks, sweet, good, we're going golfing, right? And then he like comes to on, me and says, on Friday or yeah. something, and he'll come to me and say, uh, Uncle Dave said we're going golfing on Friday, and I was like, oh, did he? Did he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, we have to take him to golf. <laughs> and he, well, he said, well, when should we go? And I was like, well, maybe on a Friday. And he, he interpreted and he, that and as he thought this like, Friday. okay, on Friday then we're gonna go golfing. And Uncle he came David's to me, treat. There right? we go. Yeah, he said. <laughs> Southern Hills, we're gonna go. Yeah, it's like way to go, Dave. <laughs> Playing thirty-six holes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let, 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 let's get into the topic. We're gonna yes. we're gonna jump we're talking about canon law, right? And so the gear today, I guess you could say, is the code of canon law, but like book. And, and get this one. This, this one's the cool so one. Cool. Like if you want to be cool about it, about canon law, if you want to be, re- get this one. I also have this one. Red. If you want to be a trad, Look at that. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it has the Latin English. It's the Latin English right. edition, and, so and, can, and the English is really just a courtesy look. for 
for all of you other it, people. It's that don't. way you can. It's an elitist book. It really right. is. Like, look, look at me. I can. I have the the Latin to. Does it match your Latin English Bible? Right, because like, so I have the code of canon the law. Vulgate and I have I have the code of canon law. <laughs> what I say is like, oh, I have the canon law, and it even has an English translation in it. Right. Yeah. Flex. Because yeah. you probably need that. <laughs> yeah. Because actually, well, technically, canon law is written in Latin. Fact. The actual code is in Latin, and then it's translated into English. other languages, English. right? English. Yeah. So, like, I suppose there could be some scenarios where the interpretation of, it's like, well, it says this in English, and then you get into squabbling over, is that an accurate translation? Yep. Should we be translating this literally, or, or like, the meaning, you know, like the spirit of the, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure mm-hmm. there have been... Letter of the law, spirit of the law. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there have been cases like that, Throughout church history. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because they make up terms and you have to define them. Uh-huh. And that'll look different in every language. Right. So before we get into the act, like questions about code, like canon law, I think that I want to ask, what is canon law? And like how authoritative is canon law? Mm. Because there's like different levels of authority within the Catholic Church, right? There's things that you absolutely have to believe this is dogma of the church. You don't have an option. If you're Catholic, you have to believe this. Right. And then, you know, as the the tiers go down. There's still levels of authority, uh, but then there's ways of, of being mind, a, yeah, like will, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, like pious and so like something. What yeah. you know? What is canon law? And then let's start there. What is canon law? What is canon law? Well, so it's the book we just showed everybody. <laughs> yeah, but but why do we have it? <laughs> Code of canon law exists because uh, we have things from divine revelation, we have things from scripture, we have things from tradition, and we need a space to really set out what, uh, how are we going to do some of these things, some of the practical things. So kind of think of like house rules, what are the house rules at your house, what are the things that like, okay, this may be true whenever you go to Walmart or this place or that place, whenever you come to my house, this is what we do. Here's the rules, here's the things we follow, and that's kind of what the code is. The code is, all right, what does the church do? We do baptisms, great. How do we do them? Who does them? What do we do with those records? Do we make records? Do we need records? Who needs records? What's a godparent? How do you become a godparent? What are the rules for godparent? All of that is in this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and that makes sense, right? Because, like, you know, if we have the duty to carry out, you know, injustice to our Lord, you know, there's religion, which is, the, you know, which is a sub-virtue of justice that is due to, to our Lord. And if we're, there's something that is due to our Lord, then we have the responsibility to do it rightly. Yeah. You know, we have the responsibility to do it, you know, in a orderly manner. Right. You know, and that's, I guess, what canon law, I mean, that that's kind of what you were saying, right? Is yes. That it's, it is, that's what canon law is made for. And you and I could do one thing. We'd be like, all right, Adam and I, we're going to do baptisms this way. David, you do what you want. Right. But then we are not unified. In communion. We're not yeah. in communion with each other. The only way for us to be in communion as a <clears throat> universal church, founded by Jesus Christ with one founder, one head, one body, is to have one code that governs what we do. Here's what we do. Here's how we do it. Here's why we do it this way. Because again, what they realized early on is the way that we do things influences the way we believe them. If Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. baptize saying, I baptize you, and you baptize saying, we baptize you, there may be a difference in belief in those small changes. Ask ask the priests who were validly baptized and had to get baptized. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. So there was uh, recently a priest in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City who had to, who was watching a video of his own baptism. Praise God, they had it on video. Yeah. Uh, and he realized, they said, the person who baptized him said, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and it dawned on him, I'm not validly baptized. That's not the correct therefore, form. Therefore, 
I'm not even a priest. And so he had to be baptized, confirmed, and ordained. Like, well, you got all, like, all in one six, evening. You got, like, what, six sacraments in... I mean, that's a legit day. In, yeah, in one just, day. like, talk about a crazy day, right. And Productive so, much? Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that, I think that's a good point. The reason that the church goes through such pains to be so meticulous... It's a whole book. ...is because... Right. Huge. ...is, is because um, she values the grace that, you know, the church is supposed to be giving to us, the people. The, the church exists... To the salvation of souls. To be the medium, like to, um, I don't want to use that word, but uh, to be like the Mediator, thing that, that, custodian. That, yeah, that helps give out, pass out salvation to everybody, you know, like mm-hmm. through, through Christ. So it's very important that we do that the right way. And so, it, you know, when you think about it, you realize, okay, yeah, so this is a very precious thing that we have to give. We need to make sure that we're giving it well. Yeah. And, and that it's being given correctly. So that people can receive it the right way. And uniformly. Right. And uniform. Right. But this is something that, again, I think a lot of Protestants wonder about the Catholic Church. You know, like we all do the same readings every Mass, but they, I think a lot of them would say, like, well, why can't St. Benedict do it the way St. Benedict does it? You're and too legalistic. And St. does it another. And I'm right. like, why yeah. do you all have to have these rules and things? And right. it's like, that's beautiful. However, the problem with it is, if I do it the way I want, who's the sole authority in this situation? Mm-hmm. You. Or if it's the three of us decide this way, we're doing it. Who's the sole authority in this situation? Us. If the church decides this, who's the sole authority? It's not a person. It's Jesus. Well, it is. It's Jesus. Yeah. But He's, it's just beautiful to see how, like, that's that's the gift given to the church. And the right. Holy Spirit will guide it. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful to see the way, like, this is the way that they preserve the gift of the sacraments. Given, instituted by Christ, given to the church to guard and protect them and administer them. And so the church lawfully has that right to dictate, here's how we do them, here's why we do them, here's the theology of what is essential, what's not essential, and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, and thus, the code. And it's grown over the years as as it has needed to grow. Yep. Or it has changed. Okay, so what if somebody says, you know, I believe in the dogmas... The dogmas of the church. Yeah. But there's something here in, in Code of Canon Law that I do not agree with. Like, this is something, like, I don't, because this is not hypothetical. I was in a, uh, a high school retreat, and I was giving one of the talks, and I, I cited Code of Canon Law. Uh, uh, you cited Code of Canon Law in, 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 high, in your uh, high school retreat? I mean, a confession here, I just really ripped off. Uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, like he gave a talk and I was listening to him. I was like, oh, that's perfect. And like he cited it. And so, like, I cited it because he cited it. Sure. You know, it wasn't like, like I was like, it's like, it wasn't yeah. like I was yeah. perusing through Code of Canon Law. And I was like, oh, this would be good for my talk. You know, and this is like, I just, uh, this is like every ca- every Catholic speaker on ever. the planet. Right. They all, right. Rip, everybody rips off everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Like anomalies, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so, Augustine, he ripped off me all the time. Yeah. He was always stealing my material. Right. So, I was literally, I, I gave, I gave this talk and, one of the guys who was giving another talk said, no, that's not right. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean it's not right? It's in Code of Canon Law. I was like, well, I don't have to believe that. And I was like, I didn't know what, I, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I was not prepared. It was on the communion of saints. It was, it was, Speakers it, debate. Yeah. And so, like, okay, well, when we get back, we'll, we'll continue this conversation with Father David Webb. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles and Father David Webb. I can't believe I forgot about the humidor. It's yeah, right, right there. Uh, I do want to give another shout out it. again to all of our listeners on the new radio station that we are on, KC, K-S-E-Y in Texas. A awesome, I'm assuming awesome. No, country it's, radio it's station. gotta be awesome. It's gotta be awesome. Country radio station Father, that we are now on. We're on a Catholic. We're on a country radio station on Sundays. Yeehaw! Yeah, yeah. We better be. We should be. Yeah, and we're Okies. Yeah. We are country. But it's in Texas. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I have flannel country's on country. right now, and at one point today, I did wear a cowboy hat. Atta boy. Thank you. Giddy up. Okay, so we're here with Giddy Father up. David David Webb, and right before the Can break, I tell a funny story about this one time. One time <laughs> I was in New York, and did you just sidebar me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. That's if like there's any the doubt show. in your mind, yeah. let me allow me to, to clear that up. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I was uh, in New York for some training, and we had been out, like our class, we had all gone out to the bar, and we were walking back into the hotel, and there were some, there was like some international, there was like a Jewish conference going on, except they were all like from the Middle East, like like international Jewish conference, Okay. And I walked by these people who were sitting on like uh, like benches outside, and I said, "They, you know, we kind of looked at each other, and you know, just kind of like, you know, want to do the hey and said howdy, and kept walking in, and they all went, ooh, howdy, <laughs> howdy, ooh, like they were just like <laughs> giggling and squealing about like a real American said howdy to us. Oh, it's just like the movie, you know. They And so I was just like cracking up as I walked because I didn't mean to be funny. I was just saying right. howdy. Yeah. You know, that's just right. something I say. Right. Anyway, that's my, that it's good. just a good, it's it just a good. good moment. That's a good sidebar. Okay, Thank so you. right before the break, we were talking about like, like what authority does Code of Canon Law have? Like, like I could be, can I be in good standing with the church and say no? I don't agree with this canon law, this portion of canon law. Hmm. Well, it would depend on what the code is and what it's saying. So again, whatever you think about That's the code of canon law, and, I mean, and probably why you're disagreeing with right. it, right? So the code is written as general norms, right? So what do you need for baptism? You need water, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, good. What if you are dying in the desert, there's someone with you who's not been baptized and wants to be baptized, and all you have is salt water? Will it work? Well, one way to find out. But again, like the code is not meant to be a, outside of this, <laughs> of, we have no out. idea. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> you could use salt water, right? It just I says, mean, sure. Doesn't it, doesn't it just say water? It, it says, says water. plain water with no additives. Explicitly no additives. Because mm. rose water was oh. kind of one of those things that they went on and on and about trying to do for, you know, anyways. Rose water? What's that? Uh, no, no, it's a sidebar. You don't bar. need to tell me. Side you don't bar, need exactly. to tell me. Yeah. So anyways, pl- plain water is the goal. That's what you're supposed to have. Right. So okay, it's one so of those like, things what where... What if I'm drinking mineral water? Mm, yeah. So then it's or, the thing, like, okay, what distinctions like are What kind made? of additives? Okay, because like well, our, the water that we use to baptize has fluoride in it. Tap water. We added fluoride to the water. Mm. Is that an additive? I mean, is like everybody in America's baptism invalid because we're using additive water? Arguably, illicit, maybe. But still valid. But entirely valid. <laughs> entirely valid. Don't worry, you're baptized. Um, but those are important things that sort of come up, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're disagreeing, if you're, if you're taking beef for that sort of a reason... I need right, to talk to Melania this? about this. <laughs> Oh yeah, Trump. I feel like she might be able to get something done. Okay. Mm. 
She's I'm a mover and a shaker. Okay. So if you say there is a part of Canaan law that I really take offense with, and, I, and this is why, and here's what my thoughts are, here's what my, my, my beef is, well, what you'd have to do is go to the very end of Code of, code of Canon Law. The very last code is a code that says, 1752, it talks about if there are some things here that are restrictive, that are problematic, uh, you know, Canon Law being equally observed is the goal, but the salvation of souls, which must always be the supreme law of the church, must be kept before one's eyes. The supreme law of the mm. church is the salvation of souls. If what you're talking about is something that is dividing rather than unifying, then the supreme law of the church is unity. The supreme law of the church is people's salvation. If it's yeah. not hindering that, mm, that should supplace, supplant whatever's going on in here. Yeah. So also, whenever you go through the sacraments in the Code of Canon Law, over and over again it says, uh, someone who can receive communion? Well, you got to be a Catholic. you got to be in the right state. you got to state of grace. you got to be... Go to confession. Also in the right, like Oklahoma, Texas, a couple other states, and that's <laughs> right. about it. Sure. Other than that, it's a little iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Arkansas. Valid. Maybe not California licit. is Cali- so pushy. Mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> Valid, not licit. No, I'm just joking. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I, okay, so that's no. interesting. That, but that is interesting. I like how at the very end they say, like, listen, our goal here is to save souls. Like, that is the mission the of the supreme church. supreme law of the church. Right. Right. So, yeah. if, so if there's a hindrance there, then... We've, we fall upon, we want to just save souls. Yes. Right. And of course, we don't sacrifice unity for authenticity or truth, you right. know, of course. I mean, and that's the whole point of the code. I mean, it's like, so you're just following all of these canons. Because I, you know, some people, some people, this is a hot button of theirs, you know, when you talk about unity, because, and, and maybe rightly so, you know, there's just a lot of talk about unity, almost as if, like, oh, forget about what's right or wrong. Like, we just want to be, bring people let's in. just be unified. Peace. You know what? I, you know, exactly. Like, ex- right, exactly. Mm. But in this case, you just have an entire book that has, like, defined everything with razor precision, you know, and so, like, in that context, when it talks about having unity, you know, it's certainly not at the con- at the expense of the truth right? Or, or, or what's right and what's wrong. Right. So it talks about receiving communion. What do you need to do? You need to be baptized. You need to do these other things. What if, and again, Code of Canon Law, goes through all these with most all the sacraments it says in danger of death go for it mm-hmm. and if like if this is really a life or death situation and this person's unconscious you don't know if they're baptized or not go for it baptizing if you don't know if they've been confirmed or not go for it like if there is a presumed notion that they would be receptive to it either from a spouse family member or someone else who's just like or you're talking to them or someone you know and you're like you know they definitely weren't Catholic lovers fully, but they definitely had an openness to God. And mm-hmm. maybe that's just enough of a window for me to go for this. Yeah. And the Code of Canada Law says there's all these laws and restrictions and rules, but in danger of death. Basically, none of them apply. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, again, salvation yeah. of the souls is that's is the, the point. And so, yeah, exactly. So St. Faustina, in her diary, uh, she was in the hospital towards the end of her life, and she had like some vision about the lady who was in the next room who was a Jewish woman. Um, and so she oh, yeah, and she this. prayed that all of the doctors and nurses would leave so that she could get up and go baptize her really quick. And so, of she course, broke uh, code of canon law, right? I mean, just like <laughs> with everything that Saint Faustina prayed for, it immediately happened. And so she got up and went and baptized this Jewish lady. Well, and then made it back to her room. Mm-hmm. And so nobody knew. Very shortly later, I forget how long, but it was like very very soon after the lady died, and she appeared to Saint Faustina in her room. Like, 
saying, thank you for baptizing me. That was awesome. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> in, that's a, and that's a direct quote. That is exactly what the old Jewish woman said. She said, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so here's here, here's one I want to talk about. Uh, it, we'll, we'll talk. Let's, well, I was gonna. Please. I was wanting to talk about the penance, but we're already on communion, so let's go ahead and talk about this because this is a hot button issue. Mm. Uh, we're, and a lot of people are, were asking about this. Can a bishop tell you that you cannot receive uh, the holy, holy communion on the tongue? Does Code of Canon Law say one way or yeah. the end, another that the bishop can or cannot restrict you? There's nothing in the Code of Canon Law that I know of, I've read or seen, and I've looked through it a few times. Uh, <laughs> it's a big book, so I may be wrong on some of it, but I am almost positive that there's nothing in Code of Canon Law that specifies whether or not that is even, I don't think it even mentions communion on the tongue or in the hand. Partly because, recognizing in the grand scheme of things, this is the, the church's law, not the U.S. Right. You're talking about a U.S. problem. Communion in the hand does not exist yeah. inside the U.S. But it is the law only for the Roman Church, right? So this doesn't apply to the Eastern churches. Or there are 22 laws, and the Roman one is one of them. So the others would be Byzantine, Orthodox, not the Orthodox, but the other. Sects. Orthodox have their own, yes. right? But oh. everyone else has their own code of. Canon but law. like, if you're a Maronite yes. Catholic, the this There's code, of canon, Maronite law, code of canon law, you have your own separate code of canon law, yeah. right? And that, and so th- you're just not a. This doesn't apply to you because you're a different right. Right. Um, yeah. So we we looked it up before we started the show because this is something that I've heard over and over and over again. C- the ca- canon law forbids a bishop to forbid the faithful to receive on the tongue. Almost like canon law mandates that you have that as an option. Mm-hmm. And we just couldn't find it in here. I will say, beginning of code of canon law, you're looking in the first. Seven ish chapters, it does talk about for the sacraments in general. What you're looking at is uh, you probably need to go to your general instruction for each of those sacraments uh-huh. in your own local country. Because again, what you're talking about is local dictates. So uh, maybe a processional dance is part of one culture's baptismal rite. It's not part of ours. That's not part of our culture. It's not part yeah. of our heritage. It's not part of our rite. But another culture sure could have something like that. Mm hmm. That would be very important to them. And so it would say, for the celebration of the sacraments, go to the local germs. Go to the local germ, general instruction of the Roman Missal, or, you know, the front of the baptismal book, front of the marriage book, front of... It's like in our marriage book, we have things for uh, doing a lazo for a couple, or doing the aras for a couple, the, the coins. Both of those are not local to the United States, but right. we have them in our marriage book because... Different people come from different countries, and those are in their marriage books. Mm-hmm. So they've immigrated into our marriage books here in the U.S. And those, again, this code of canon law would not cover those sort of celebration of the sacrament sort of questions so much as what is it, how do we do it, what's significant, what's not significant. So part of the problem is that the uh, general instruction for the extraordinary form does say reception on the tongue is the only option. Correct. And so, you know, it is problematic that if, if you forbid reception on the tongue, you are also forbidden, forbidding, you know, in so facto, the extraordinary form. We can talk a little bit, of, just a little bit more. I don't want to spend too much time on this because... I have other things I want to talk about as well. Right. But this is like kind of the, the big one that we got to hit. So anyway, we'll be right back. This is the Catholic Man Show with Adam Minahan and David Niles. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Father David Webb, Associate Pastor at Christ the King Parish here in the beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma. It is quite nice, especially this time of year. Gosh, who Dude, knew? Don't, don't tell people that. They'll start moving here. But only Catholics <laughs> listen. Only Catholics listen to this show. So, like, that That's is, that is something... That's welcome. That, yeah, like, yeah. if you're Catholic, Catholic, you should absolutely move to Tulsa. Jim <laughs> Finster is going to move to Tulsa. Yeah. Okay? And, like, Reagan, we're not saying Jim Spencer. So... Jim's daughter, every time we say Jim fin- uh, Spencer... Jim Finster. He, his the daughter Finster. gets all excited. Reagan, no, we are talking about your dad. I did, I, You know what? I never realized that there is, yeah. linguistically, a lot of similarities between you guys. Yes. And that's where it ends. It's not a hundred... I mean, there are other similarities. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're both, both, they're both, they're both dudes. And guys. Okay. Anyway. Okay, but anyway, yeah, if you're Catholic, move to Tulsa because it is becoming like a Catholic hub, mm-hmm. I think. It really is. I tell other people, uh, like, if I'm just meeting, like, other people, you know, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I, you know, I'll kind of complain about Oklahoma, like, oh, there's the, the horse oh, and buggies so are terrible. so annoying. Like, yeah, like, it takes forever to get a buggy to your house yeah. to, like, get to work sometimes if you have to call one. And Everything's up date in Kansas City. Because I want them to not come here. That's the thing. <laughs> Yep, it's just a flyover state. You would never want to go there for any reason. Definitely, you'd never want to live there. Definitely, you don't even want to visit. In fact, don't drive through it. Drive around. Right. You, it, it, it's worth it. Right. That's what I tell them. Anyway, we're talking about canon law. Adam, you had a couple things that I thought were really good stuff. Dude, thank you. To bring up about canon law. So I think you should so bring it up. Me. Wait, wait we were going to finish. Wait, I do want to finish this about okay. re- reception. Mm. Of, of the Holy Eucharist. Of the Holy Eucharist in the hand, right. Uh, because, you know, we were talking about how if you forbid reception on the tongue, then you have f- essentially f- forbidden, you've outlawed the the uh, extraordinary form. Which Pope Benedict said you cannot do. Right. And, and that is still binding because Pope Francis I wonder if that's actually that. true. Because you could still participate in the Mass and still not rece- okay. have yeah, Okay, said. good caveat. Good caveat. You could actually attend the extraordinary form, form and, the and no, one, received- no one received communion. However, like, no, who wants to do that? Like, when I go to Mass, it's because I want to receive Jesus. Uh, like, going to Mass and not receiving Him, there's still a lot, there's a lot of value in it, right? But obviously, the, the whole, the best reason to be there is to receive communion. So, a couple of priest friends of mine were talking about that, like, during COVID, when no one was allowed to come. And we said, yeah. you know what? Literally, we could let people in as long as they don't receive communion. Would people still be willing I would. And I thought that was a very fascinating because again, I think your average person would have to definitely think about it. Because again, why do we? Oh, go? I, would I, would have, I would not think. No, I would no, not no, no. think about it. Oh, I mean, if that's would, if that's the the choice, like don't come at all or or come and not receive and communion, pray, I, I will be. I'll, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Stay in your pew you don't, and don't leave till mass. If you don't understand, like because it's a lack of understanding of of communion, uh, prayer of the saints, and communion of the yeah. saints. Like because you are joining your prayers and uniting your prayers to all of heaven. At that moment, yeah. and so like it, it's, re- it's really easy so, question for me actually. Right, <laughs> I'm in. You, you I guys totally are just so there. advanced. Yeah. So anyway, um, the, well, the, I don't know about that. And <laughs> also, just on this question about reception in the hand, because it's like a lot of pe- a lot of people are very concerned about it right now. Um, I'm lucky. We're lucky here in this diocese. It has not been an issue. Like people can still receive on the tongue if 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 they so choose. Um, but there are some. Uh, um, uh, diocese? No, uh, when the the Pope 
puts out uh, what is Bowls. it when the Bowls. not a papal bowl but uh, encyclical? encyclical. Thank you. Word of the day. He, in, ju- he just released one today. Word of the day. Encyclical. He, oh, he did. Yeah, he just did. I haven't read it yet. See, I'm not, not ready. The, I don't like Twitter, so I don't. I, I don't know that kind of stuff. Yeah, Pope he, just, tweets. Rece- he yeah. just received. Yeah, so anyway, there are certain encyclicals that do say that the faithful should always be allowed to receive on the tongue. In not not exactly those words, but so. I've heard people say canon law says that a bishop can't do cannot forbid yeah. reception on the tongue. That doesn't actually appear to be the case, but there are other things. That, just, just for the sake of of clarification, it wasn't an encyclical. But there were other that we did read an encyclical a, that said the same it's thing from the Congre- Congregation of Divine Worship. Okay, so the encyclical uh, may have been quoting this sacramentum CDW. Yeah. So okay. So anyway. That that's, I that's feel like, all I think we, I feel like we, we need cav- to say about this. I feel there, like we caveated that like, enough. We're not trying to actually exhaust this question. We triple stamped the double please, stamp. Please, if, and if, now we if, move if on. you don't like what we just said, please don't email us. Yeah, we don't care actually. Uh, so one of the questions that I do have, though, are not really necessarily a question, but something that I think that most people need to hear is on uh, days of penance uh, from the Code of Canon Law. It's a, it's 1249 and 1250, and it's talking about how the divine law binds all Christian faithful, which I think is interesting, all Christian faithful, uh, to do penance each in his or her own way. And then the next one, uh, 1250 says, Penitential days and times in the universal church are every Friday of the whole year and the season of Lent. Every Friday? Every Friday of the whole year. I thought it was just Good Friday. No. Uh, that you are. That was my Jim Gaffigan impression. At, it was pretty good, actually. Thank you. Yeah, abstinence Thank and uh, fasting, however, are to be observed on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. So those are the two days that you you must observe abstinence and fasting. I don't even like Fridays. Yeah. Oh, pocket. Um. So, so Father, tell me. Recently, over the and I, when I say recently, I'm talking about in the church language of recently, meaning. The last, the, the last, the last 100 50, years the last or so? 50 yeah. years, 60 years. We have loosened the the laws of Friday. Of It used to be abstaining from meat on Fridays. All Catholics are obli- obligated to abstain yep. from meat on Fridays. And yep. now they don't have to do anything. No. Right? Is that right, Father? Is that right? We no, we're, we're, that's no not that's right. not right. Thank <laughs> you. That's not right. Okay. That's the correct answer. We, we just read it here, guys. There, right. There's still a obligation to perform a fast uh-huh. now i do believe the way it was talked about post vatican II was very different so many things were changing in indiana in many ways baby went out with the bathwater fact um and i think one of the, the things, way they were talking about isn't how we implemented it right yeah right yeah a lot of people were very confused in the wake of vatican II on a lot of stuff not because they read the documents Right, because they were already them. actually doing no. it, and then they implied what <laughs> no. they were doing. Because but a, a lot of the faithful, a lot of the faithful were relying on their priests and their bishops to interpret all. There's a lot of you know stuff that came out, and so when they yeah. were told certain things, they took it, they believed them, and it turns out that a lot of those things were just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you are required to make a fast, and uh, in this day and age, I would agree. post Vatican II, part of it was saying, ah, meat, you know, you can avoid that. Pescatarians are happy and whatever else is going on. So it's just like, oh, okay. If that's not a fast for you, then you should do something else. Now, yes, and the code does say that or a suitable other fast if for some reason you can't do that. That being said, so 
I'll, I'll tell you this. At St. John Vianney College Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota, every Friday we would do a technology fast. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> so cell phone, computers, we would do a technology fast every Friday. See, that would be way harder than not eating meat. That is harder than not eating meat. Oh, it's way meat. harder. And yeah. so I would say not eating meat is a good one. And if you don't have a reason to not do that, you should uh, you know, abstain from meat. Done. But if you're a vegetarian... It's not going to be... Obviously, yeah. like, I mean, let's, let's say, honestly, if you're a vegetarian and you say, oh, I didn't eat meat today, does that really satisfy your... Friday fast to me it doesn't. I, I obviously every vegetarian needs to you know like examine their own conscience on that you know and because, think about bacon because because the norm of the, some, yeah. the norm of the church still is uh, is abstaining from meat on Fridays like that is the the like standard given by the church for the faithful to do. But if you are a vegetarian and you say like oh I guess I don't have to do anything special on Fridays. The point of not eating meat on Friday is not because the church doesn't want people eating meat and they say all right well, let's just pick one day because it's a luxury. Because you know the greenhouse gases and you know like uh, that's not what it's about. Right. The the yeah, point exactly. is about making a sacrifice on Friday and historically this was something that was everybody right. could do on Friday. So if you're not making a sacrifice on Friday, then you're not observing this particular law of the church. Participating in the life of the church. Right. Mm-hmm. And what, but what is awesome, here's a Catholic hack for you. Every Ooh, fr- I like these. In, at 1251, it says uh, that you're to observe every Friday of the year unless Fridays occur on the day of a listed solemnity. Of a solemnity. Solemnity. And then that's the day of feasting. So there's like uh, St. Joseph the Worker. That's always on a Friday in Lent. St. Patrick. St. Patrick is always on a Friday in Lent. Not always. Well, no, not no sometimes. Sometimes it is. And it's and that's debatable, right? It's not Peace a solemnity. Day solemnity. Okay. Yeah, because it's okay, a, no, depends, that's, depends on the diocese. It's a solemnity. Like, in if you're Ireland, in New York, if you're in... Or, in Ireland, it is a solemnity. Or if you're right? in New York, because... New York, that because is the patron the, saint, saint of your Because cathedral. their cathedral is saint. Right. diocese is, makes it a right, solemnity. Right, exactly. Right. Okay. Cool. The, see, this is why you need to know canon law, because there are solemnities that people are missing out on. Like uh, the dedication of the cathedral in your diocese is a solemnity for you. Annunciation. Annunciation, right? That's usually during Lent. Yeah, exactly. So, so the Lenten the solemnities are very, they're very highly prized. Okay. Big deals. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I want to get to the last one. Everybody eats cake on those days. Here's one more. We'll pick it up on this other side because I know that uh, we won't be able to get through it all on the radio, but you can check it out on the podcast and our YouTube video. But Canon 1136, this is very important for all married couples who have children. It says, parents have the most grave duty and the primary right to take care as best they can for the physical, social, cultural, moral, and religious education of their offspring. And I'm not a, you know, canonist but there's I, I would be willing to bet there's not a whole lot of places where it says the most grave duty no that's a that is very <laughs> if, if the word grave appears in canon law you should pay attention yeah right so go check out 1136 in the code of canon law yeah and, and check out our youtube channel because we're about to describe this we're, we're going to talk about this a, yeah, little we'll bit more down a little bit more on our youtube channel so subscribe there and you can hear the rest but for everybody who's on the radio Father David Webb, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Juan, you're just doing a great job today. Beast mode. Ooh, Leek actually uh, uh, hooked, hooked Leak us is, up. Leek is like... 
He told us, uh, actually, St. Patrick is not a solemnity, it's a memorial. But what we're saying is that in New York, because the cathedral is St. Patrick's, it's mm-hmm. the, because the cathedral is named after St. Patrick, the feast of St. Patrick in that diocese is upgraded. Is, uh, yeah, is elevated to a solemnity. Just like St. Patrick's in Sand Springs, it is elevated from a feast day, because a feast day is what it is for the church norm, but for the church local church... It can be upgraded to a solemnity, right? For right. a just reason, such as this so is like for our us, church of St. Patrick. If you are a on the books member, like, and also like, I just can't it, law say, do you, do you have to be on the books as a parishioner of that parish for it to be a solemnity yeah. for you? Parish registry is not one of those things. Baptismal registry is a thing. So, like, what if I go to like this parish half the time? Is it a solemnity for me? Uh, it depends on if you like. Do you celebrate it? Like, like as like as a like. You know. No, no, that's not what this is about. It's about your parrot. Is your parrot like if this is the feast day of your parish church? Yeah, and you're splitting up time, and it beca- then it's elevated for you personally, and not your neighbor who goes to a different parish. Yep. I mean, the like the rules apply differently. That means you have to actually belong to that parish, like right? Be a contributing member, and it's like, well, I belong to two parishes. Maybe you could be a contributing member at two. That sounds like a maybe. Not, it not, does not a seem definitely. like a maybe. I mean, this is but kind like of like three. You're like, oh, you're not discern- a contributing member. This is where parishes. discernment discernment comes in. You know, <laughs> but if you try locate, then you definitely could be. Then we, that's we true. might allow that. Yes, yeah, yes, that's yes. true. I am very close, Father. I will tell you. <laughs> By locating is easy. Cakewalk. Mm. Yeah. That's no problem. That's for the intro to the devout life. Right. Turns out there's like uh, diminishing returns in, you know, like the amount of holiness it takes to progress beyond bilocating. So it's like, it takes about 10 times the holiness level to trilocate. Hmm. I'm very close. Hmm. So close. I'm going to try again tomorrow morning. We'll see how it goes. Father, he may have to hear your... You may have to hear his confession after all this. I, I bet you your, your, your daughters can probably teach you how. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've learned a lot exactly. from them. I've learned a lot from them. Whenever actually. dad's not ruining their fasting, at least. Oh, yeah, man, you're gonna buying them donuts whenever they're <laughs> fasting from. I wonder if these cookies. My kids are so good; they, they do what they're supposed to, and then dad ruins it. Oh, crap. I wonder if these cookies are getting <laughs> in the way. Yeah. No, these are good. <laughs> these are good. Mm. <laughs> okay, so let's let, let's. Con- Okay, good. Also, you, kind of a Jim Gaffigan impression. You're still, you're still recording. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you, Juan. Shout out to Juan. Juan has done a great job. He's stepping up his game. I, I just did that. You did that like, what, two segments ago? I'll take two shots. It's, a, okay. it's like, it's a, it was lit- literally like two minutes ago at the oh. very end of the episode. You said thank you, Juan? Yeah. Juan, right? I deserve two prizes, though. Sorry, sometimes I just stop listening to you because That's, there's... That is a mistake. <laughs> Juan, shout out to Juan. That Juan is, is the bestest. You yeah. would be significantly holier if you would listen to me more. Sometimes I just have to stop. Well, you're not very good at penance. That's, That's your problem. True. That's, That's your true. problem. St. <laughs> Faustina, she said it three times. Yeah. Or ma- Our Lady did, and she was actually quoting her, but... Okay, so what do you think... So. You so your we didn't even tell uh, say that your code of canon law the one you have has commentary on it in it as no well, Latin correct? no Latin no also Latin. but it has commentary oh yes tons okay tons because this one does not so in eleven thirty six again it says parents have the most grave duty and the primary right to take care as best they can for the physical social cultural moral and religious education of their offspring and so that goes like with um. 
the catechism of 2223 where the pri- the the parents are the primary educators Educator. of their fam- uh, of their family. Uh, there's it kind of piggybacks off of that. So mm-hmm. what what does that mean exactly, especially when it says uh, uh, the best they can for their physical, social, cultural, moral and religious, religious education? Yeah, what is what does all that mean? So, what does that mean? Hmm. So I think some people I gotta go close to the mic here. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Some people think that I've done a good job when my kid is Catholic. Well, if that's the only standard, I think a lot of people fail. Sad. I, I also, like the I standard of the standard of well, my kids don't do drugs. That is a standard that uh, a lot oh, of no. people use. My favorite use. is well, I didn't kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Your so child I'm a good, is not an I'm a good person. I'm a oh, good person. Good I mean, job. I didn't. I didn't. I don't kill anybody. Props on that one. Right. <laughs> that to me is like if that's if if you use that as an example, then I know for sure you're a bad person. <laughs> like you are like so. If that's where setting the bar. Right. Mm. You're like the most morally corrupt person. You're not babysitting my kids. Like maybe mm. in the entire state. <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, obviously this is this is uh, something that's. Uh, heavy weighted weighted on parents because it's talking about the most grave duty. Yes. So we need to make sure we get this correct as yes. parents because it is of grave matter. Meaning mm-hmm. now that you guys know this as you're listening uh, and you choose otherwise, this is under pain of mortal sin. <laughs> now you're well informed. Congratulations. Why are you laughing? He the said I'm. You know. <laughs> he posted on Facebook that I'm currently bilocating at Taco Bueno right now. <laughs> Jim. Hey, what do you want? Jim. What do you want? Chalupa? Chalupa? Yeah. Jim. <laughs> David so. has enough distractions, like, and you're trying to add it to add to it, Jim. Adam, if only you knew, like, I'm currently dealing with the distractions in this room. And in Taco Bueno. And in Taco, Be- <laughs> yeah. Taco Bueno Taco at bueno. the same Taco time. Bueno. Okay, so uh, grave matter, this is uh, very important. We, ca- we can't get this wrong. Mm-hmm. What does this all mean? So, going back to what actually is being mandated of you as parents, and I find this a lot, mostly with uh, couples who are in prepping for marriage, one's Catholic, one's not Catholic. This comes up a lot. Very of, common. Like, what, what, is, what am I actually committing to, and what's the non-Catholic party committing to with this? Yeah. And they're like, well, so does my kid need to be Catholic? Do they need to receive all the sacraments? It's like, they need to be baptized. Okay, yes, that's we're going through that. But the other sacraments, to the extent that you as a parent decide to do this, great but like you as a couple have to decide this and it's interesting because your goal as parents is to make your child be educated enough because again this all goes back to you cannot love what you cannot know so if i don't know chocolate i've never had chocolate before my entire life i've had chocolate but if i never had had chocolate i I don't know if i love it or not Mm -hmm. sure if i if i don't know something i cannot love it it's pretty obvious, yeah. And you're, you're called to make sure your child knows enough about God in order to love God using their free will. Your goal is not to handcuff your child to a pew in the church and make sure they're raised in a Catholic institution. Although that life. may work. If it works, props. <laughs> if it does work, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds easier. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound actually, easier. Right? <laughs> sounds very easy, actually. But I mean, that's, that's my the, children are much weaker than me. I could easily do it. <laughs> <laughs> the goal is making sure that they using their own free will. Because again, as they grow up, they need to be at that point where they hit the age of reason. Can they choose this? Well, they can only choose this if they know it. Right. 
Yeah, that absolutely. is the right. That is the privilege mm. that you have in forming another person to know God enough that they can make that choice. Not again, because again, so many people look at it as, "Father, my my child isn't going to mass. My kid is not doing this or that." And it's just like, that's okay. That should be your kid's problem if if you raise them well. <laughs> yeah. And yet, I think a lot of parents feel that guilt because it's a matter of, did they? Did they actually make sure their child knew enough about the church and the faith in yeah. God in order to actually make that a sense? Well, I think a lot of parents do have a lot of guilt because they realize that, at least in their own assessment, that they didn't. That there was that they were you know they they reached a level at their life where they began to really appreciate God's salvific grace in their own life. Mm-hmm. You know where they were finally attuned to it more, and they felt like at that point it was too late. You know, they had they had already their kids were maybe already grown, and yeah. I've heard I've just heard that story so so much. You know, and so they do bear a lot of guilt for that because they, you know, and and that's like one of our that's like one, even one of my like worries. I worry. You know, oh like, man, I worry I worry about, about that all the time. That all like the time. here in like you know twelve fifteen years, am I going to sit here and be like, I just told I, I blew I, it. I realize now, I blew like, it. looking back on my fatherhood, that I was an utter failure for the first twelve years. You know, right. or something. Yeah, I, oh, I definitely thank, worry about that. Thank God I married a holy wife. Yeah, who was able to compensate some. for? Yeah, to tip the scale. So, going back to Catholic education, where does that come from in the family? Uh, who are you called to love first and foremost? Your My kids wife. Kids or your... Yeah, My wife. Yeah, no, exactly. God. <laughs> You're called to love God first. God of all else. Okay, good. But I knew his question. <laughs> his, his question was <laughs> kids or, 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 or wife. Kids or yeah. wife. It, it is your spouse. It's a false dichotomy because it's actually God. But the, I have prophetic gifts from God, and so I actually knew in advance what his question would be. And so, and you said, yeah, if you're I, right. If, you're he, right. if he Between was going to ask a different question, wife, your Adam, first vocation is to your yes. wife. But I do appreciate you. I do appreciate your answer because that because is correct. that is the correct answer. Yes. Right. If he had asked that question, the thing is, he didn't. So <laughs> you so. would have been right otherwise. <laughs> The reason I asked that question was because, again, uh, I was talking with a parent. uh, At Christ the King, we had moms play and pray. So a bunch of moms with kids from maybe three months to like 18 months all gather in one big room, and the kids just cause ruckus while the moms sit and pray the Bible. (laughs) And it's beautiful, and it's great. I love it. It sounds peaceful. (laughs) For a mom, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, but it was really funny because I remember I was there one day just chatting with him, hanging out, and you know, the kids are climbing all over me like a jungle gym. That's what they do. But one of the moms was like, Father, I just, I, I, I always pray with my kid every night, and I'm getting to that point where the, the kid is fighting me on it, and I don't know what to do anymore. And it was interesting because I was like, you know, what is really important is not whether your kid enjoys it or not. What's really important is that your child can see my mom is not the same person when she puts me to bed and she prays with me as opposed to if she puts me in bed and doesn't pray for me. If if I can see the difference in my mom praying versus not praying, I've learned everything I need to know out of that situation. Yeah, yeah. It's not whether you get whether you enjoy right. it or like, oh, my kid's fighting me all this. Like that, that's irrelevant so much as my kid knows yeah. that. And again, that goes back to your answer. Who's Who do you love most? God. And who do you right. love? Like your spouse is just like, that's where that comes from is seeing your relationship with God, seeing right. that my dad is different when he goes to mass on Sunday versus when he's not. Also, it, if I, I would ask her, well, what does your, what does dad say? What, where is your husband in this equation? Because 
she shouldn't be the one fighting him on prayer time. The right. dad should be the one stepping in saying, you live in my house, and in my house we pray before we go to bed. There will be no discussion on the topic, and if it, like if you if you if you're not okay with that, then I'm more than willing to discuss with you the consequences for violating the rules of my house. You know, I mean, like that should that should it shouldn't be her her battle really is the thing, um, and that's that's one of the the big problems. That's that's kind of like one of the reasons we have our show is because right. men are are just giving up their uh, just their authority the authority that men God has have given just them. been too happy to handle they they have a, a role a responsibility to play mm-hmm. in the in the family and they just let it go and that's what happens right the more authority that you have the more burden that you that, that you carry right Fact. because you know the more and not to say that that's her her fault that's yeah. not her fault at all because when those men do that, what are the women supposed to do? Right. I mean, like all the, the only thing they can do is try to fill in the gaps right, and, be, because, and be more than a mom. They have to also try to be a dad. Right, because what and, happens is that actually now gives the, the wife his cross that he's supposed to carry. Right, exactly. And now she's now having she to carry. Two, she has two carrying, burdens. Yeah, she's right. carrying her cross and his cross because he's not willing to carry it. But, you know, and that's the that's the burden, or not the burden, but that's the, 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 the sacrificial or the redemptive suffering that, that our church calls us to as fathers, right, is is that that we are supposed to be imitators of Christ and that ideally one day our sons and daughters will look at us and say, right. Dad, I have come to know our Lord because I have seen the love that you have given me. And that is what like we were called like yeah. ultimately if I'm on my deathbed and my son and daughter my sons and daughters walk up to me and say Dad, I love the Lord more today because of the of the love that you showed me. Mm-hmm. This I act, think like, this actually happened to me one time, and, I, and this has nothing to I'm do with ga- canon like, law. I'm, I'm game. Like it, that, it, that's it, right? It has like, nothing to do with canon law. But one time I was I was praying, and like I had just realized that uh, when God, when Jesus referred to God as Abba, you know, it's like mm-hmm. kind of like calling God Daddy. Yeah, you know. And I was just thinking about, and I was like praying to God the Father as daddy. You know, and like that has a way of making you like a child, but I, I was just closing my eyes and 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 praying and as I called him daddy, I saw the face of my dad. Like almost mm. like superimposed on my mental thoughts of God the Father. And I realized like, wow. Like I I did have a great dad. And I do now see him in that way, and it was a very, it was a very profound. It was one of those moments that I will never forget. Mm-hmm. You know, how everybody has those, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that was a, it was a very special moment for me in prayer. And I told, I've told my dad about it, and because sure a I, that, that was one of those moments where I realized I have an awesome dad, right? Which I knew already, but like I really knew it then. Well, you guys, you've seen a, a priest first mass and the gifts he gives to his parents. Yes. Uh, say, wait, say that again? The, the what? The you, you've been to a priest's first Mass. His Mass, oh, mass yes. of Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, I misunderstood what you said. Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So to his mom, he gives the manaturgia. So hands anointed with oil, uh, the chrism, and she's supposed to be buried with them. And 
saying is that whenever she is buried with him, that she, whenever she goes to heaven, to the gates of Jesus, gates with Peter, she's, Jesus says, what do you have to give me? And she says, uh, I gave you my son as a priest. And she gives him yeah. the anturgia with that the oil. That is strong. Part of me, like, that makes me think that it is not possible for a woman who has a son as a priest, that it is simply not possible for her to go to hell. <laughs> I mean, I really, like, I really do... <laughs> I, I do feel that way, that no no matter what she has done, that she gave a priest, she gave her son. Well, odds are she wouldn't be the state of mortal sin. I know, anyway. I know. If we're rolling but, but, the dice But there, here, are, I mean, there are, I mean, throughout history, there are no doubt a plenitude yeah. of, of women who did not lead, yeah. lead Christian lives. But like you gave your son as a priest, I feel like there's just something in me that says God will find... He will not allow you to go to hell. Yeah. That is obviously not part of the teaching of the church. David Niles interpretation. This is this is me. That's that's me. But the church isn't saying it. David say, exactly. is saying it. That's exactly right. <laughs> but there's <laughs> only me. There is a, a, a something parallel to that for the guys, for the dads, uh-huh. and that is giving them a stole from the first confession they hear. And the theory behind that is you are the one who taught me justice and mercy. You are the one who taught me the Father's love. Mm, and that is what too, I yeah. administer in this sacrament, and I learned that from you. Uh, and that's beautiful. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I've also heard there's like a, somewhat of a tradition about the father of the priest being their first confession. Oh. To me, if I like... Hashtag if, awkward. Yeah, exactly. If, if my son becomes a priest, not sure I'm going to do that. Probably won't, you mm-hmm. know, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I've heard that, and I've talked to other priests, and I don't know any priests who who, who that who that was the scenario. So, like, that could have just been more of like a rumor, or I, I don't think I've actually heard any family members' confessions. Now I think about it. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's probably just not because it's not needed. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's another there are there's other plenty priests, of priests. There's there are plenty of go. priests. Yeah, like. Or death, totally. Let's do this. Oh, whatever. absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't care what you did. Let, let's just get you right with God. Yeah. Like, I don't, too bad you can't hear mine. Dang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could. Actually, I could. I just can't give you absolution. Like, so you're welcome. Like, yeah, tell like, me all. You tell me all your sorry sins, about and I'll pray. <laughs> I will pray very but specifically. But there's nothing I can do. Jesus. It'll be like yeah. a very specific prayer that I offer up for you. The Lord has not ordained me to do so. Nope. And as we've already already discussed, I'm very holy, and so like, <laughs> I'll pray, but no, that is no dice. Yeah, no that's dice. All, that's that's <laughs> all I can do. I'm, I'm with Father on that's this. That's all one. I can do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know why I'm so you know why I'm so holy? Because I work so hard. It's because of my works. It's your works. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the Protestants that are listening to us right now are like, I told you guys. I told you, Catholics. I, I knew that's what they believed. <laughs> Deep down, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Zero viewers now. Okay, good. <laughs> we have 13. There's still 13. Oh, it went down to 12. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to make sure that we did not cover uh, on the code of canon law that you are wanting to? No. Before we're done? I think the last one is, again, the most important. Recognizing yeah. all these. There's 17... Hundred something. The last 52. shall be first. And she's saying, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about salvation of souls. That is the number one law of the church. That's that is the reason why Jesus gave us the church. Right. I came so that the Father may be known and loved, and mm-hmm. that's my commission to you. That go and do likewise. I did not know that that was the last canon, but that's what I was trying to say earlier when I said that you know, like this is the principal work of the church in the world mm. is the salvation of souls. 
there so if that's not what all of the laws are ordered towards then they are unjust laws are you gonna read it to us in latin no oh no <laughs> I, I can't do that you could read it in Latin. Dude, so let me tell you this. So we, Dave and I had a meeting that we were supposed to go to uh, like last week. And on the cal- Dave scheduled the meeting on the calendar. He, he's invite. It was 1130. And then I changed it to noon. And I forgot I had changed it to noon and showed up at 1130. Right. And I called Dave and I'm like, hey, you know, where, where, where are you guys? <laughs> And he's like, will you change it to noon? I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, I totally forgot about that. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my bad. And so I was like, well, perfect. I haven't prayed my rosary yet. Uh, you know, so I'll, I'll just pray my rosary. And then I thought, oh, I have this little booklet on praying in Latin, you know, praying the rosary in Latin. And it's like, I don't have the opportunity to, like, sit down and, you know, try my best to pray in Latin the rosary. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity, you know, right? Like, uh, I have nothing, like, I'm not driving, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting still. I can just, like, pray the rosary in yeah, Latin. Yeah, So I open up the... Just sitting uh, here at McAllister's. I'm just sitting here at McAllister's Deli waiting for all, for the other party. So I'm, I open up this booklet, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And like, I want to do it out loud, because if you, if you read a language mm. uh, in your head that you don't know, not you can really, you, you can't... Like, you just kind of skim it, right? Right. Just, yeah, you, 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 say, you end just, up, like, blurring words yeah, and just, just like, like... skim it. So, like, I'm going like to say this out loud. Plowing through it. So, I'm there 30 minutes early. I start the Apostles' Creed. I get through the Apostles' Creed, uh, the Our Father, the Three Hail Marys, the Glory Be, and I start the first uh, mystery, and I look around, and Dave, I get a text message from Dave that says, Where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm in my car praying, trying to pray the rosary. So it took me 30 minutes, basically. Well, I was there a little bit early, too. Yeah, you, yeah. I, mean, but, I mean, but still. I mean, almost 30 minutes to get through the get Apostles' through Creed, Our mm-hmm. Father, the, the Three Hail Marys, the Glory Be. Yeah. So I advised him, like, learn one prayer. Learn the Hail Mary. That's what I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm learn the Hail Mary in Latin. That's what I'm doing. I'm, and then you start praying those in Latin. And then once you're, like, very, you know, like, where you've got, you got that. got it down. Pater yeah. Noster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then, exactly the Pater, and, and then, then the, the Glory Be. And then you can tackle the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. If you, if you feel, you know, yeah. ambitious. Or, or actually, honestly, after that, I would recommend the Hail Holy Queen, because the Salve Regina. Oh, yeah. You, like, yeah. I mean, right. like. You already got that one down, though, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't. I can, I, I can heard? sing it. I can, si- yeah, I can okay. maybe sing it. I can sing it. So that's like, the, I sing it every night with the girls. Yeah, you do. I didn't know that. Yeah, every night. Oh, unless awesome. except during um, Advent when. So except w- during the liturgical season when the Code of Canon Law says you should. Well, not, no, no, no. So like, like jerk. It, part for, of it's part of night prayer. Fasting for my voice, kids. It's part of <laughs> night prayer where like you right. sing the Salve, mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. during Advent. And Regina it's, the, it's the Regina Chaley. So we sing the Regina oh, wait, no, Chaley. That one's Easter. No, no, that's what it is. Easter. It's not Advent. I misspoke. So during the Easter season, we sing the Regina Chaley. Yeah. Ave Regina Chaelorum is Lent. Uh, Advent. We have. We don't. We, we don't. We don't. We haven't done that one yet. Oh. So I'm trying yeah. my best. So anyway, anyway so I'm you should learn. You should learn the uh, have, the Salve because I, that's what I'm. That's it's what like I've if there's one Catholic Latin almost, song to know, it's either it's either the Salve or the. Um, I, I've uh, almost got the I've almost got the, the the Hail Mary down where I don't have to even look at yeah. the words. Like I've gotten it almost sort of like 
as I'm driving, all I have to do is like kind of glance at it and be like, oh yeah, that's a word. Like, it's still harder to do. I can say the 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 Hail Mary in English very fast, much faster than I can say the no doubt. I've been I've been saying the Hail every day when I pray the 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 Rosary. I pray the Hail Marys in Latin. You do every day for like the last five years, and I still cannot. Oh, I think I should cannot that. pray the Hail Mary in Latin. Uh, not not nearly as fast. It's just because the the Latin words are not the phonetically. It's not what I'm used to. Like my whole my brain and my muscle memory is used to like saying fast. You know, it's so it take it does take longer. Juan wants to wants to uh, say El, something. Juan, yeah, I oh, have I have hey, a story. Hey, hold on, Juan. Can I? I just want to like uh, applaud you. I want to give you props. Okay. Uh, hold yes. on. Come, yes. Come, can we tell? Can we tell the story real fast? Come here, Juan. Come here. Come. come. Some light. Uh, there we go. There we go. Uh, aquí. Como aquí. I, no. Sounds not like you're calling a dog. Aquí. Here. Aquí. Aquí. Here. Aquí. That means here. Aquí. So Juan gave his first public speaking engagement. Yes. Yes. This week. It was incredible. And he. Killed it. He, I, he knocked it out of the park. Like, I, I I had high hopes for him, but he absolutely had blew big, he I blew away big, my expectations. Big, big expectations. Like, it was it was awesome. And he was talking about how to uh, like a Christian Christian life in the time. workplace, how to evangelize oh. in the workplace, which is in a the, tough in thing the office. To do. Yeah, I mean, but but Juan is actually so Father Sean it. O'Brien when he was at Saint Saint Anne's asked several people like, hey, what should we have people talk about, and like. He said, who should we have talk about working, evangelizing in the workplace? And Lady Pamela said, you should have Juan talk about that. And the thing about Father Sean O'Brien is that if you give him a suggestion, he'll do it. <laughs> he it's runs true. with it. You know? And oh. so uh, he, like all of the people we told him to have talk on those subjects ended up talking at St. Anne's on these subjects. I was in Abu Dhabi when uh, he asked me. Oh, you were? Like a year ago. Because like, Juan, like, he'll like take all of his coworkers to mass. Like the whole hell, like he's he's way all better. All of Helmer campaign is going to mass with he's him. Way better at evangelizing than we are. So, so did he have a story? He? Oh, oh, we oh, know, oh I, this has nothing to do with what he, he wanted, wanted to, to say. say. We yeah, just yeah. wanted to talk about. I this just wanted first. to make sure that that people knew. But like, also, he, he's talk, he did a great it's, job. And like, if you're a patron <laughs> member, if you're if you're on Patreon, you can go and see his talk because. Oh really? Oh, did we not do that? I, I thought we were doing it. that. I haven't posted. Well, it. we're going to post it. We have the audio, mm-hmm. right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to post it on Patreon. Oh, you guys are going to be in for a treat. So if you're, if you want to be on Patreon, there'll be, there'll be a there. softball for you, even literally. <laughs> yes, <laughs> literally. But it was funny, and like he did a great job. I, I one like. I was very proud of you. I didn't know that you as, were that funny. As as one of my best you friends, know I'm funny. I you, you're that. funny. You're funny, one, but looks aren't everything. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, as one of my best great. friends, <laughs> I was very proud of you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. No. Okay. No. No. The the thing okay. that you wanted uh, to do. Now, now that we are done, I'll, uh, we will allow you to. Speak. You have twelve seconds. Thank you for such. <laughs> thank you for such high praises. I was expecting them. Six. <laughs> so. I have a story about... And we're done. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're our favorite one. So uh, I have a a story about uh, praying in Latin. We pray the Hail Mary. So every night we pray the Angelus. And we pray one Hail Mary in English, one in Spanish, and one in Latin Mm -hmm. with with the kids. Mm. And so Santiago speaks the Hail Mary. 
prays the Hail Mary in Latin, but he also thinks he can speak Latin. Right. So yeah. sometimes yeah, he's told me that actually. Yeah. Before. Exactly. So some sometimes when he's meeting somebody, and you know they're like, "Oh, how old are you?" If you ask him like one question, you're gonna get like 16 answers. So he goes, "I'm four, and my favorite dinosaur is the T-Rex." And he sort of goes through this list, and then yeah. he goes, "And I speak English, Spanish, and Latin." And sometimes people are really, "Oh, you you do? You speak Latin?" Yeah, I I I speak I speak Latin, and uh, it's just like they just don't see that one coming. They can get guess the other ones. It's like yeah, this is something every kid would say. Oh, and so you can tell them when they're cut off guard. But uh, yeah, it's, and it's also a good moment to evangelize about like yeah, you should teach your kid how to Latin. Yeah, that's what we do at home. We just we just speak Latin because that's yeah. the language of the church. Not so. even ecclesial Latin. Yeah, no, we yeah. just speak. Please you. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he's actually done that to me before where I was talking to him and he said, I think I actually asked him, how many languages do you speak? Because I wanted to see, he was pretty young though at the time. Yeah. Like it could have been, this would maybe have been like a year ago. It could have been three. Yeah. I wanted to see if he actually knew the difference mm, between okay. speaking English and, and Spanish or if to him it was all the same language, you know, mm. like. It, it, like, had he reached that point where he realized, I actually speak two languages, mm. you know, where he could separate in a cat, cat, categorize some and the others, you know? Yeah. So I asked him, how many languages do you speak? And he said, three. <laughs> I said, really? And he's like, yep. English, Spanish, and Latin. <laughs> and I said, oh, you speak, you speak Latin. <laughs> yep, I do. Yeah. And it was just like so definitive. Like, yes, I do speak Latin. Thank you. Next question. Yes. And uh, just for reference, Juan gave the talk in English. He did give it in English, but he could have. He could have given uh, it in Spanish. One of the questions that I wanted to ask. Or Latin. At, or Latin. At, or Latin. The, at the end of your talk, whenever you, you took questions, one of the questions I wanted to ask, but I refrained, was. Como? Can you can you give that whole talk in Spanish, please? In Espanol, por favor. And the old Peruvian lady that I told you about, she asked me to send it in Spanish. In Spanish, yes. And I said, well, it's typed in English. Yeah. And in English. Oh, can you translate it for me? Yeah. Can you translate it? And I, she just gave me this huge compliment, so I said, yes. Well, yes. You need to learn how to say no yes. once. There's a there's a. The thing about ministry, the thing about ministry is you have to be able to say no. No right. puedo. Yeah, I mean, like, we, it's on Facebook Live. Will it translate it into Spanish? Uh, Siri titles. might. Yeah. Have, remember what with Theo Tacos? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was. That was there are good. some Catholic words that don't translate well. That don't do. Yeah. They're, they're Latin yeah. for a reason. Said, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. I said, Our Lady Theo Tacos and. The translation picked up Our Lady of Tacos. <laughs> Our Lady of Tacos instead of Our Lady. Of that is just tacos. so awesome. I like to think she loves tacos. Uh, she definitely loves tacos. No doubt. Someone no informed doubt. me today yeah. is Taco Day. Today is? Yeah. Today is Taco Day? Well, I don't know. We had nachos it was a for dinner. It's my reputable source. It's one of my roommates. Father Ketterer. Father Ketterer. <laughs> I was going to say, was it Father Ketterer? Winner, winner. Yeah, yeah. Father Ketterer did. <laughs> Um, and he's he's a fairly reputable source when it okay, comes to Google. tacos. 
<laughs> Father, it was <laughs> awesome to have you on. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for it's my your, pleasure. Your Is today Taco Day? It's not Tuesday, so it seems like not a Taco Day to me. October fourth, the day no, Saint Francis. Today's, today's Why does St. Francis do? It, it, today's fifth. Oh, no, no, no. It's no. So it's fourth. Oh, it is it's fourth. the fourth. Today is Taco Day. Oh, it just mo- it just moved to okay. It's moving to to uh, five right now. On my, gotcha. on my, on my, on my watch. There is still an hour and a half left of Taco Day. Feast of St. Francis. <laughs> even though it didn't you exist this year. Ooh, hey amazing. guys, oh, guys, wait. I'm at Taco Bueno right <laughs> now. <laughs> You guys don't even know. Hey, was that no, part in, of your plan? In, 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 in all seriousness, hey, if you are a patron member, we rec- we had a professional audio recording of the papal bull of St. Francis of Assisi when he was canonized by, uh, it was Pope Gregory the Ninth. Yes, Pope Gregory the Ninth gave the papal bull of St. Francis of Assisi on, in his canonization, and we audio recorded it professionally i mean not like the original one not when he like well was because doing it, audio but. recording wasn't even a thing yeah but we had somebody time. read what he wrote oh. but we had somebody read what he wrote uh professionally because my, my bilocating is is always in present time it's not time travel yeah right no, and it's no. not oh. i haven't i have not achieved oh. that yet so mm-hmm. anyway if you uh, support like our show on patreon you you get that along with like a bunch of other like uh Church documents, papal encyclicals. Uh, we're re- we released Casti Canubi recently. Uh, we had a, we, next month is going to be uh, the papal encyclical against you know uh, against free like why Catholics can't be Freemasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, from Aliaris Consortio. I think I that's think my that, fave. I think yes, I think that mm. is, so is that good, what it is. There's so many good one. words in Latin like Consortio Canubi. Casti Canubi. Casti Canubi. It sounds like, like you're. A, it sounds like a, a Jedi name. I like Casti Canubi. Casti Canubi. Like saying it. Yeah. But anyway, there's other over. Obi One Canubi. Yeah. There's over forty audio recordings that you 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 can receive if you support the Catholic Man Show. Go to totally. the, go to Patreon.com. And that's the only the way to get them. Yeah, we're not releasing them otherwise. And I think we're the only ones doing it too. I mean, like I don't know other people that are doing it, but. Uh, and it's not it's not cheap to do because if you have an odd like a you know what they call them they call them uh voice actors yeah that's what they call them voice actors could i be a voice actor you could be you could be I, i'm not saying if you would be a successful <laughs> one or not but you anybody who has a voice can be a voice actor so yeah um, i do have one yes you have a voice yeah i've heard it before actually so anyway so uh, I'm really excited about those, and we we just released. Uh, let's see, last week or last month we did the uh, uh, the one on Saint Dominic because it was we've his done some feast good day. stuff. Yeah, we've we, some really awesome, beautiful things that the church has given us that a lot of people like kind of take for granted or they never read or yeah, or yeah. thought yeah. about. And, and f- if you're like me, reading stuff is great, but it takes a long time. And I can audio book or you know like in the car and at the gym. Much mm-hmm. easier. And also, like, let's say you're at the gym. Just imagine this with me. You're at okay. the gym. Someone says, like, hey, Adam, what are you listening to? And you're like, oh, actually, I'm listening to Casti uh, Canubi. It's, you know, like, this is what it's about. Or I'm listening to this by St. Thomas Aquinas. Like, I'd love to uh, talk to you about it. And then next next thing you know, they and all their kids are becoming Catholic. All because you supported the Catholic Man Show on Patreon. Do it. Winning team. Do it. Winning team. Yes. (laughs) All right, Juan, we're good. Thank you. Hashtag efficient cause.